with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Backfield for Bohannon. He'll throw it. Now steps up. Wants to run. Bohannon to the corner. Touchdown, Bears. Feet don't fail me now. Gary Bohannon with his best rushing performance of the season. Tyler's got him a new crush. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah, it's a backup quarterback. Go figure. I know. It wasn't very long ago. I can remember last year trying to convince you that he was a good quarterback and you wouldn't hear any of it. <laughs> well, hey, you got to cut me a little bit of slack. The only time I watched Gary Bohannon last year was the OU game. And he looked like John, he looked like John Elway out there. So yeah, maybe I need to watch the other games uh, to see how good of a player he really is. Because boy, a lot of people look like John Elway last year against OU. I'll tell you what, I was listening to you and Parker Thune on Locked In, and Parker read a text from someone about who would think we'd ever be taking Baylor's leftovers, right? And all I could think about was uh, the old Mora clip we play. Stowers? <laughs> Let me tell you about Stowers, all right? The Chiefs cut Stowers. Look at our star of the day for us. What's that tell you? That's all I could think of. Baylor, Aranda uh, told Bohannon, you can't start. And we're here at Oklahoma like, yeah, Bohannon, come on, baby. But uh, obviously it's different but uh, still funny i think he'd be a great addition i just got to tell you man i think he's too good if that makes sense too good to be a backup quarterback here yeah in this situation I, yeah yeah i i don't think i don't think bohannon is a guy that necessarily has stars in his eyes about being the number one overall draft pick i think the guy wants to go be a starting quarterback play some football and this is just a guess. I don't know the kid. But I feel like he wants to go be a starter somewhere, and I think he can be a starter at a bunch of schools. Yeah. So that's that's kind of my hang-up right now. Yeah, he could be a starter. He could definitely be a starter at the other schools that he's looking at, Missouri yeah. and South Florida, which, you know, those are, those aren't the worst places in the world, I guess, to be a starting quarterback, even though Mizzou's kind of struggling in the SEC right now. Is it any impact at all? I mean, he has won a Big 12 championship. And yes, text line, before you send it, I know that Blake Shapin was the starter of that Big 12 championship game. But Gary Bohannon's been a part of a team that's won a championship. Do you think that's – I mean, he wants to win, but you'll understand what I'm saying. Does that decrease his urge a little bit in just going to a team that he knows is going to win a lot of games and has a great chance to win a championship since he's already accomplished that, if you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I, th I think that once you've had the taste of being a starting quarterback like he has, I think he wants that again. And, you know, because he was a three-year backup before he got that opportunity to start. So I, my guess is he's going to want it again. And 
you know, whenever you look across the country and you see a Malik Willis getting drafted, um, you know, uh, Matt Corral from Ole Miss getting drafted, you don't necessarily have to, to be at a good school to get drafted. Yeah. Uh, to be drafted, you know, in the top ten, yeah, you need a lot of things. You need to be, or not not always, but if you play on a really good team surrounded by a bunch of really good players, you're going to look a lot better. You're going to get a lot of attention playing a bunch of primetime games, and there's a higher likelihood of getting drafted high. So, Best quarterbacks you know, in the league didn't go to glamorous schools, though. That's right. You know, well, I mean, We talked that's about right. that many a times. So I think probably the most important thing for him is being a starter. And he's got two years of eligibility left. He's probably going to go somewhere where he thinks he can start for two years. And, frankly, I don't blame him because I think he's a solid quarterback. Speaking of uh, Jim Mora, maybe Gary Bohannon will come here after all. After all, I mean, he did get to see the OU offense last year. Maybe he's thinking, <laughs> I could start there because here's what we said at that game last season. Now, I don't think that you're ever going to replace uh, Jim Mora's overall tone in post-game press conferences, but I think after bad games, we might have a head coach that's going to sound a little bit more like Jim Mora than what we had before. I think he's going to yeah. shoot it straight up there. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a high likelihood of that. Now, I know he'll definitely sound like that to the team. I don't know how he'll sound to the media, but I, I, I agree with you. That clip is so funny, mainly because we were what we were an 11-2 and football team last year, and we played that after damn near every single game we played last year. <laughs> oh, if it wasn't that one, it was this one. <laughs> That would have been so refreshing to hear last year, by the way. Just totally brilliant. And while we're at it, can you throw Stowers at me, please? I don't know if I have that one in the system, actually. I think there's too many cuss words in that one for me to have it in the system. Is (laughs) there really? I mean, I have to cut out, like, four cuss – I mean, yes, (laughs) all of them. Okay, well – Load it in the system and cut out the curse words, okay? Oh, yeah, and, that's easy for you to say. That's like a 20-minute ordeal with Jim Mora. Everyone else, it's easy. Well, all right. Well, that's an off-season project, okay? Oh, uh, good stuff. Well, um, actually, I do have it, I think. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I, I think. Let's see. Yes. Ha, ha, ha. 
<laughs> yeah, you see how I cut that four-letter word out? <laughs> uh, I was getting so nervous. I'm like, I think I cut it out. I think I cut it out. I think I cut it out. Then I hope again I cut it out. It's getting close. Uh. It's just brilliant. We throw a screen pass and get our guy killed out there. We can't block anyone. <laughs> I uh, I really am interested to see how Britt Vittables conducts himself in the postgame press conference after a first loss where they play very poorly. Like if the they come out for an 11 a.m. game and the focus and the energy is not there and they're just kind of going through the motions and they get beat. Um, I don't think that he's the type of guy that's going to hold back up there. That could be his viral moment. Yeah, you may be. Uh, see, here's the thing, though. It's all about appearances these days, you know? Whenever you're up there post-game, you're not really talking to your fans. You're not really talking to the media. You're not talking to your team. You're not talking to your coaching staff. You're talking to recruits. At least that's how it seems like everyone approaches it these days. Um, but I do, I do hope. And I do feel like there, there's going to be way more of a no-nonsense type of attitude. And I don't know. I, I, hope, it's, I hope it's what you see is what you get in, in, in post-game. If it's, if it's good, talk about it being good. If it's bad, it's okay to say it's bad. If everyone else on the planet can see that it's bad, I don't think there's a problem with saying so. Right, even recruits can see that it's bad. It would be the greatest troll job of all time, though, to say, oh, "I mean, we're close." You know, you guys don't see it right now, but we're really, really close. Yeah. I, I, I would laugh, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Text line says uh, this could be a dream come true. Bring Gary Bohannon in. We are two touchdowns up on Baylor and Norman, but in the last few seconds, Bohannon with a 13-yard field goal. Yes. <laughs> Tack on that extra field goal like Baylor did on OU last year. That'd be great. That's funny. That's funny. All right, good stuff. Um, hey. Several texts to get to. I mean, okay, unless you yeah. got something here. No, no, no. I was going to ask you about the softball game, but let's go ahead and get to the text line. For we'll hit sake, some softball next. For the sake of Sooner Nation sanity, I hope Bo Hammer doesn't land at Oklahoma. Four exclamation marks. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting take there. Uh, Bo Hammer, by the way, we've already have a nickname for him. What do you think? Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. I don't mind it. Um, not bad. T. Rowe, I think we'll uh, we'll take that one and run with it. Unfortunately, though, I I don't know. I'm not feeling I'm not feeling good about it. Let's just get our hopes up. We'll get everyone else's hopes up. It's a Friday. Come yeah. on. Tyler okay. has a bigger crush on Bo Hammer than Cowherd does on Muleshoe. Ooh, it's not, it's, not, it's not wrong, man. I agree. Just wait till I start tweeting about him. I totally agree with that one. Having a couple of cocktails out here with Bowhammer. It's going to be great. Third, third down, <laughs> fourth and goal. Run right at the middle, to the left, to the right. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'll do a oh, selfie man. video and uh, pump him up. I'll, I'll do it. I have your dog sitting on the couch with <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, oh my gosh. Hey, um... I don't know how we want to handle this one because we haven't talked about it. But 
if I, I feel like I'm correct here, is this the last Friday show you and I are going to be doing together for a while? Oh, man. That's right. That's right. I've been, uh, I've been sent to the minor leagues on Fridays. I'm out. It's the beginning of the end for me, I feel, uh, being replaced. Being bumped out for higher caliber talent for Fridays throughout the summer. Keep things fresh. I and I do get bland in the summer. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Oh man, no doubt. No, but seriously, I think that's going to be really cool. I think that's going to be uh, great for the station. And I am, you know, you're the star here, so I think you need some. Uh, yeah, three co-hosts. Run the show. I'll have three co-hosts during the off season. How about that? You, yeah. Parker, and now Travis Davidson every Friday during the off season. From three to six. No, I'm pumped about that too, man, because um, Travis, he does a weekly spot with us on Locked In every Wednesdays at 2.35. That's, that's been going awesome. And then we hosted the spring game, post game show together. Um, he's, I think he's really good on the air. I think he's got really good information, but I also think he's good on the air. He asks really good questions, so I'm, I'm really excited about how that's going to go. That's going to start a week from the day, next Friday. Now, Teddy's saying that he's being sent down to the minors. He makes it sound like it's a station decision, but you just you want to spend more time with the kid, more time with the, the family during the soft season, correct? Yeah, I think it's, you know, to be able to have um, Friday afternoons in the summer when my son's not in school just because the, the fall is brutal. You know, it's a... Um, Everyone said amen on that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, seven days a week, and it's just, it can get really hard to spend a lot of time with the family. So, extra day in the summer is going to be nice. And, you know, here's the other thing. I I like whenever I want to come in and do the show, right? So you and, don't? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, it's way better, and I think it's way better to listen to whenever you're not listening to someone that's burned out. And I'm not burned out. I just don't want to get that way. You know what I'm talking about? So, I don't know. I think it's going to be good. I think the uh, the replacement is good. I could end up getting Wally pipped. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But, no, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to hearing you guys. I think it's going to be yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm uh, just judging off that post game show. I'm really excited about the potential this has. Um, Good I deal. mean, we're, I, nothing changes. We're not going to bore you with NBA talk. Well, what you guys think about the Bucks last night? Uh, Tupo <laughs> with 23 points, 12 rebounds, huh? Like we're not going to bore you with <laughs> NBA talk. It's going to be. What you care about. The content's going to be tailored towards you, as always. It's going to be college football, OU football, OU athletics in general. Travis is on board with that. I mean, Travis and I have had a conversation of, yeah, I mean, it's been a thought around here for a long time that you just have to talk about everything that's going. I mean, not really. You could just tailor it down or, you know, limit it down to three or four things, and that's what people want to hear. So we're on the same page in terms of content. He's got great information. It's going to be awesome. I guess this, though, leads to a different question. If you were to have one week off during the week, would Friday be the best day or would Monday be the best day? Friday. 
Yeah, I think there's positives to both. Friday feels so good to have off. I mean, that is really the kickstart of a three-day weekend. If you want to get your weekend started early, a lot of times there's other people that are willing to do that. Um, Yep. Monday, you get – having Monday off, you get to miss the worst day of the week. But there's also no one else doing anything fun. That's the key. You know? Here's the key about it. So, Friday, like you said – there's typically a lot of things going on on Thursday nights, right? You got Friday off. A lot of times people are cutting out work on, on fri- early on Friday afternoon or maybe cutting out even earlier than that at times on Friday. So there's people that can do stuff on, on Friday afternoons, whether it's, it's around a golf or fishing, if that's your thing, whatever it might be. And here's the other thing. You can also get your yard work in on a Friday morning. <laughs> Enjoy the mowed yard throughout the weekend whenever you're hanging out in the backyard and stuff. If You can't do that on Monday. If you do it on Monday, by the time you're hanging back out in the, in the yard on the weekend again, you've got a full week of grown grass that just doesn't work. Everyone see how his mind works? Everyone get a glimpse in the mind of Teddy? This isn't mm-hmm. about family. It's about yard work on Friday. We've, we've discovered the real reason now. Well, hey, if, if, I'm, if I'm doing it on Friday, I'm not doing it on the weekend and cutting into family time. So um, there's people giving you props like, hey, the little ones don't stay long forever. Good for you for focusing on family. Some people are worried about the, the yaz that you give on Fridays, you know? Um, this, oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. What the heck are we going to do for our Teddy Friday? Yeah. I feel like he's leaving us on a Sunday morning after a 30-minute Zoom call. Hashtag Ted Shoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Uh, uh, we may have to just um, record a couple of yas and throw them in the computer, and you can drop them every now and then if you have to. Yeah, or, maybe or just I can, thirsty. Yeah, thirsty yas or... Uh, May have to phone in a yeah or two while I'm out on the mower listening to you guys on the on the afternoon show. So Teddy, yeah, Teddy has gone full dad. That's on the text line. <laughs> who's replacing? I went full dad a long time ago. Who's replacing a fine player in Teddy? That's Ronaldo from the Village. Travis Davidson. Travis Davidson will be here. He's been doing stuff with us recently, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Now, what's his background? How did? Because he. <sighs> He's one of the few people I've ever seen kind of roll into this thing organically that's not in the industry. Yeah, no, right? I, I wrote a story about that for Barrett Sports Media well, just a couple days ago. Is Yeah, he made a name for himself with those, those spaces on Twitter, man. That's how he did it. And isn't he like a, he's got some restaurant yeah. stuff? Isn't that what he does? Yeah, exactly. That's what his background is. Is you know, in terms of the background that I know about him, but he conducted his space like a radio show. Like I don't, like I don't listen to a whole lot of other spaces with other teams. But it kind of sounds like that it's just people talking over each other, and it's a it's a hot mess in, in those Twitter spaces. But he was the host. He'd bring on a couple co-hosts, and people would have to request to talk. So he kind of. He kind of did it like a radio show, so in an odd way, even though he didn't know that he was going to get into radio, it was a 
formal kind of informal training on how to do a huh. radio show. So it's 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 been a cool cool story. It's almost for like uh, just taking up and starting with a live podcast or something. Basically, huh? yeah. Pretty interesting. Now the only thing about those spaces, still, I've never used one. I've never clicked on one, but I want it off the top of my feed. How do I do that? Can uh, I eliminate off the top? Ask Elon. I think that's the only way you can do it, man. Jeez. That's annoying. All right, quick timeout. We're hanging out on Friday, Newcastle Casino. Always got happy hour going on here at the uh, the bar. $3 domestics, $5 wells. That's every day, 3 to 6 p.m. And they've always got great things going throughout the casino, all kinds of rewards happening, uh, really, really good stuff. Come see us at Newcastle Casino. Friday on the rush, right here on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Keep the text line humming. 405-651-3439. Uh, quickly, the text line's biggest question to all of that last segment is, wow, we're surprised that Teddy actually mows and takes care of his own yard and he doesn't hire it out to someone else. We thought he was a baller. Yeah, I'm kind of stuck in a interesting position on that. Which, by the way, shout out to Extreme Outdoor Equipment today. They dropped off uh, a mower for me and got to put it through its paces a little bit today. So that was great. But I've got it would it. I'll just say this: it would cost a fortune to pay someone to mow my yard because his land is that big, guys. He's got that big a property. Well, hey, I've got. Well, it's not. It's not that big. It's four acres, but you know, it's all, it's all. um, I got to mow all of it, and I've got like 150 trees that I've got to run the weed eater around. It's a lot. It's a lot. Teddy owns half of Goldsby, four acres. That's what he's saying here. But my wife, now she's the real MVP. She push mows the backyard. How about that? Really? You let her huh? do that? Huh. Yeah. She, she, here's what happens. She likes to do it because it's a good workout, but then whenever someone comments on it, she uses it as a weapon against me. Of course. You know? Oh, yeah. Welcome <laughs> to marriage, man. I, yeah. uh, I also mow my own yard. It's like mentally relaxing for me. I know, yeah. not, I know not everyone believes in that, but I actually like mowing the yard. It's Put in the AirPods and just take off. It's great. Most most issues that have really faced um, mankind have been fixed, cured, whatever, on a mower. That's yeah. when the best thinking gets done. No doubt. Hey, um, you know I love these kind of stories. It's like, here's anonymous coaches around the country oh, that yes. weigh in on this topic. I don't know why I get so fascinated with these, but I love it. On three has one of those today about NIL. Does NIL trump the perfect recruiting pitch? So let's start with a Pac-12 defensive coordinator. Anonymously says this, quote, It's no longer about culture. We have kids come to our school in a visit and say, We love you. Love you, coach. Love your scheme. It's a great fit. But what can you offer? And then you still have to recruit kids in your program. Shoot, we have a kid in our program 
that an SEC school uh, school's booster came after. If it wasn't his last year and we didn't have a good quarterback coming back, he'd be gone because of the offer he got from them. It was a big offer that most kids wouldn't turn down. You know what we call NIL around our office? We call it now it's legal because it's legalized everything that used to get people in trouble for. Yep. The NIL, now it's legal. I like that. Here's, huh. what, here's what a Big 12 assistant said, quote, I was at a school today with the quote or with a coach I've known for years and trust. He said he sat in on a meeting with a recruit and a high school coach. He said the kid was offered $100,000 and a car and an apartment for his parents to stay at when they visit. There is so much misinformation out there, it's hard to know what is real and what isn't. If all the crazy stories I hear are true, there is no way college football can sustain this. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, the, that's the thing, man. And we've talked about this. But just to reiterate it, the NCAA is already spread thin, okay? There's no way they can vet all of these NIL deals going on out there. Used to, if you saw a kid with money, uh, with a, a brand new car or whatever, Maybe you would raise some red flags and people would start asking questions, right? But that's not the case anymore because, you know, that stuff could be totally legit. So everyone just says, oh, must have a, must have a good NIL deal. B. John Robinson will have one of the nicest cars in all of Austin next season. Right. So here's the thing. You don't even have to go through the formality of doing an NIL anymore. You can just drop off the bag of cash because no one even asks the question or cares anymore, right? Now everything's legal, just like that Pac-12 yeah. assistant said. It's it's totally true. Now it's legal. That's right. So, yeah, it's 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 wild. I don't know. I I go back and forth on it. The the first, my initial reaction is that I hate it. That it's not supposed to be like this. There's. There, there's a way that it's always been done, and I'm not saying the way that it's always been done is perfect and that we should keep it at that. I think there's I think there's a way to have your cake and eat it too. Keep it like the college football that we've always loved and still be able to cut these players in on some of the action. I think there's ways to do it both without it turning into, you know, college free agency sure i hear that and, and it, but even i guess i question even if they do come up with the system with nil that we can all agree on is a major improvement i wonder if we've already crossed the line and whether it's legal or illegal teams are still going to seriously funnel money now to recruits to get them to their school yeah i mean it's always happened i mean we we know that we understand that but i just a school like A&M or Texas or USC, if whether it's legal or not, are they still going to find ways to funnel money to kids to come to their school? I feel like the answer well, to that absolutely. is yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you would have – the work you'd have to do to crack down on that would be tough, and there's no way the NCAA would ever do it. It would have to be done through the conferences. And – I, I, I just, I don't know. It's going to be hard because, like I've said before, there's going to be some teams 
I think the majority of teams that hate this thing. But there's going to be other teams that are going to say, this is our way to get back. Or this is our way to get even. Like We don't have the history. We don't have the tradition. We don't have the coaching staff. But what we've got is uh, four or five donors that are ready to throw a ton of cash at this deal. And if we do that, maybe we can get ourselves up there at the top. Yeah. Let me read one more. This is a Big Ten recruiting coordinator. Quote, money is trumping just about everything right now. Pretty incredible that schools are now buying teams. But unfortunately, it is the world we are living in. The craziest part of all this is what some schools are paying or guaranteeing certain kids. It's mind-blowing. I am just waiting for current players on teams to find out what incoming freshmen are making and see how coaches handle that. It is coming at some uh, at some point, in quotes. Right. Yeah, that, that is going to be interesting. I, this will be an interesting case, t- case study too, man. If all of this is going on, it doesn't really get regulated, and we look up in eight years, and it's still Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. We've gone through so much change in college football over the years that the main powers have always stayed consistent. I wonder that with even this massive change in eight to ten years, however long you want to use, that the main powers are still going to be the main powers. I I honestly believe that college football is – I think you can I think you can still win in college football doing it the right way. I think the Frankenstein team of paying a bunch of egos to come in and play for you whenever you can't you can't find those guys, you can't regulate those guys like you can if it was a real job. And I, I think that's gonna turn out to be a huge issue, massive issue. And how hard is it going to be to convince a kid to go to class whenever, you know, he's making $2 million a year? I, I, I mean, I wouldn't. Why, why, why would I? Yeah. It's, I, I think it's a mess waiting to happen, but who knows? There will be kids that get a lot of money keep their nose down and grind, say, this is great, I want more, I want to be drafted high in the NFL and and are going to be just, you know, exemplary players. But I think that's going to be the rare case. Totally. I think this has a, has a chance to, to, to eat some teams from the inside out. All right, quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Keep hitting us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm hanging out here at Newcastle Casino. We'll be back. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you our number one of the rush on a Friday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. I'm guessing you didn't hear about the big-time walk-on transfer 
that Rice football just recently received in the transfer portal? Uh, I did not. Yeah, well, um, I didn't either until this morning, but it's Steely's uncle because Rice plays USC in week one. <laughs> so Steely's uncle had plans to take Muleshoe out in the first game and pregame warm-ups. Least wow. surprising thing ever, actually. Uh, wow, that's um, that's hilarious. I love it. Rice, huh? Is that that's who they open with? Yeah, they open with Rice. They'll have Fresno State at home, and then of course they'll play. Notre Dame at home in the non-con. So that's a one and two, probably. One and two stretch for OSC. You think they'll lose to Fresno? I think Fresno's been a better program the past four years than USC has. It's not the hottest take out there. If they lose to Fresno, they got some serious, serious problems coming down the stretch of that season. They may have some serious, serious problems. If, if if they lose to Fresno, they're not going to be much better than their record was a season ago. Is anyone counting that out, by the way? I don't know what nationally is, but is anyone just at least willing to have the conversation that he doesn't give them the massive boost that everyone thinks? Um, there will be a I boost. Would, they won't go 4-8. and eight. I mean, they'll, they'll be no. better than that. But I just don't think it's going to be 10-2. and two. If with Caleb Williams, the transfers that they've gotten at running back, at wide receiver, if if they can't do better than they did a year ago, I'd be I'd be shocked. Yep. That I still think that they've got problems. They've got problems on the offensive and defensive lines, but um and you know, in other places. But I, I think that think they will be better yeah i think they will be better we'll, we'll see how much better they really are but they will be seven better. and five uh yeah eight I'm, and four no, I, 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 I like that seven and five number and actually i did texas win loss yesterday and i think i ended up at seven and five i think for texas i had losses to alabama at home ou and dallas baylor at home at osu and at kansas state seven and five is where i settled Huh, yeah. That may be right. That may be right. I got to tell you, I am amazed at how many people think JT Daniels at West Virginia is going to be anything of note. Well, who who thinks that he's going to be anything a note other than that on three quarterback ranking that you were clowning on today, which we can get into at the top of the hour, by the way, at four. Well, I've just, I've in passing, I've heard people reference JT Daniels going to West Virginia. I, who? Why is anyone even keeping up with him still? I don't know. I mean, if you weren't good enough to Stetson Bennett won a national championship, but we realize what Stetson Bennett was last year. 
If he wasn't good enough to get on the field last year for Georgia, I think that's extremely, extremely telling. And if he, I mean, not only last year, but thought that he wasn't going to win the job this year, and you end up going to West Virginia, of all places, that's where you ended up via the transfer portal. He's, we've seen a lot of overhyped dudes in college football recently. He's, count him in the list of uh, very overhyped guys. Yeah, well, I, I don't even, um, I don't even understand. I, I'm just, I, I, I don't know. I think it's crazy. Do you know what his career statistics are? JT Daniels, um, I mean, he had that year at USC. I, I bet it's not as gaudy. I bet it's not even as close to gaudy as a lot of people would think they are, his numbers. No, he's got 15, 25, 32 career touchdowns. And this is in four seasons. Yeah. Right? 32 touchdowns, 11, 13 and 16 interceptions, just ho-hum yardage-wise. I mean, I'm not, I'm a, I don't want to sit here and hammer on JT Daniels. He's a fine he's, quarterback. I mean, he right. can do something, but he's not he's not going to change things dramatically for West Virginia. They will be no. – I think they'll be a very similar offense as to what they've been the past couple of years, which is just very pedestrian. Yeah. His best season was his freshman season, and it's it hasn't – he's got injury issues – He's been all over the place. Yeah, my guess is doesn't move the needle at West Virginia. And it sounds good in theory, JT Daniels, but I think of what a lot of people miss too is, you know, Georgia has the reputation. They're a good program. They're a great program. But Georgia has the reputation of, you know, not developing quarterbacks to the level of others. You know, Jake Fromm, his best year may have been his freshman year when they went to the national championship game and he kind of regressed every year after that. Justin Fields got out of there pretty quickly. So I guess I would be very wary on a guy transferring from somewhere that doesn't have a great M.O. of developing QBs. Yep. And in an age where you everyone has – can you think of any team worth their salt that doesn't have a quarterback? And I'm not saying that you have to be like what we would consider like a – a dual threat, but a guy that's at least some type of weapon, even if it's rarely used on the ground. JT Daniels has never finished a season with positive rushing yards. Yeah, He's never rushed for a touchdown. He's got like negative 250 career rushing yards to his name. Well, I mean, Spencer Rattler was that type of guy last year, and we saw what happened there. He is – here's the thing. JT Daniels is extremely dependent on the guys around him. He can I, – I get there's a situation where he can be a good quarterback, but for him to be good, he has to have a great offensive line, a great running game, and great wide receivers. He can't be good on all, all on his own. And I know that to a certain extent that is the, that's the case for everyone, but he can't single-handedly make plays. The situation around him has to be perfect for him to be good. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. We'll wrap up hour number one next.
It is the rush on a Friday. Live on the ref, we are the Homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Teddy is live today at Newcastle Casino, and apparently he was just given four tickets to give away. OKC yes. Dodgers, Thursday, May 19th. You have four tickets in your hands right now, so if you want to I go do. catch some OKC Dodgers baseball for Thursday, May 19th, go see Teddy at Newcastle Casino. He'll give you a yeah, and he'll give you the tickets. Good tickets. Uh, $50 face value per ticket. Dang. Includes food and beverage oh. at the uh, Bud Deck late, uh, located in left field. Uh, How about that? I'm going to need you to hold on to those, actually. We, <laughs> correction, we are not giving those away. Uh, Teddy food is bringing them back here. Food and beverage. How about Man. that? It's a nice little value. Thank you to Newcastle Casino for that. Yeah, that is a fantastic value. Yeah, go by to Newcastle Casino and pick those up from Teddy. That's Yeah, that's I'm, at, I'm in front of uh, the Front Row Sports Bar, which is awesome, by the way. They've got horse racing going on in there. Uh, obviously, all kinds of sports, great drinks, drink deals always going on. Happy hour, 3 to 6, uh, $3 domestics, $5 wells. Text line, what did you think of last night's Bedlam softball game? I thought it was awesome. I, I felt good about it all the way around. Jordy Ball was fantastic in the cir- in the mm-hmm. circle. They they hit the ball well. So, like, I felt good about it. But there's been several games, Teddy, where I felt good about the win, and then Patty Gasso's like, yeah, that's like a 6 out of 10, honestly. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I, I don't know how to feel now. Patty Gasso after the game was, yeah, I'm really happy. I like the way that this team is trending right now. Overall, a really solid win. So earlier today, I was like, okay, yeah, I feel even better about this win. So I feel good. A couple of observations, and we may mean, I don't think we have enough time right now, but maybe we can get into it next hour. I watched the game. There's some things that I saw that I've got questions about. All right. And I, I've, I've got to hear from you uh, what. What is happening with some of this stuff? And talking about a replay that they got wrong. No, is that the one where um, the play at first? Yes. Yeah, she was saying. Explain that to me. I, I okay, I'll explain it to you. Is an awful miss call. That's. You need any more explanation? But how do you miss it? Go watch it in slow motion where it's totally obvious and miss it again. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, everyone watching on home on TV was like, yeah, yeah, all right, she's safe. Cool, that's easy. No, one I, person if reviewing If I remember it. right, that's what all the uh, the girls in the booth said. Of course said. they did. She she said, was, we all knew what yeah. the right call was. That was wild. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two coming up next here from Newcastle Casino.